But uh, um, well, where was it going with that? You can play that game. Hey, I'm Pete Steele. And I'm Andrew Miller. And welcome to Two Can Play That Game, the podcast for people who have one friend. If you have more than one friend, this podcast is not for you. No, you should not be listening. But you know what? Um, okay, if, if you have more than one friend, we're going to want you to turn it off uh, in just a few seconds. Yeah. But first, I want you to go to Apple Podcasts, give us a great rating and review, and, yeah. then yeah. don't, and then don't listen to any more of the show. That's it. Right. So. That's right. You the show's actually not for you. You actually cannot listen to it. Right. Um but, but do give us a great review. <laughs> yes. Trust us on this one. Right. That it's it worth it's worth a great review and uh it's not per- nothing personal. Right. So No. It's a great show. We wish you could listen to it, but you have too many friends. So yeah. you got to turn it off. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So. And if you do have more than one friend and you're like I would do anything to listen to this, uh, tell me what I have to do. I would say just grab all your friends except for one and throw them overboard. Right, Andrew? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Make them. That's right. Make them. Uh, make them walk the plank. Yes. Yeah, uh, we got a little bit. Of, this is actually not a pirate game, Andrew. <laughs> I was. I, <laughs> this is this is Le Havre, the inland port. Uh-huh. So it is. It is a ship game. It I is see. like a port ship game. But uh, I don't know. Do you think? Do you think like a shipping freighter has a plank too? That they, they make. Uh, hey. I guess they don't make anybody walk. I guess it would be very illegal to make. I guess it's illegal for even for pirates to do it. But they just don't care. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. Once you're in international waters, who knows? Anything could go. I don't know the laws out there. Then it's pirate law. Yeah, That's exactly. Right. So yeah. you can definitely walk. Huh? I wonder if I wonder if even, you know, even big shipping freighters make guys walk the plank once they get out to international. You know, I'm sure it happens all the time. Just never makes the news. You know, the news nowadays. You know, they only tell you what what you want to know. Yeah. So, you know, liberal Rachel Maddow never talking about you know. Yeah. About the shipping many, shipping many... container ship cargo ships. <laughs> Making people walk the plank, you know. De- uh, murders, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there'll be well, a movie. Andrew, there'll be a movie game, starring uh, Tom today. Hanks about it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> Tom Hanks. <laughs> this game today uh, has no death in it at all, as far as I know. I mean, at least we didn't encounter any, and unfortunately, uh, no. no Tom Hanks. So let's just go straight to the wrap up, and I give it two point <laughs> two percent, Andrew. No lack of Tom Hanks leaves no Tom me Hanks. wanting. You know what I mean. <laughs> Uh, no, this is La Havre, the inland port. This is another Uwe Rosenberg classic. Another Andrew, this one? closes us out on the on the trilogy of Rosenberg yeah. games uh, of his two-player ports, let's say. Ooh, port. hey, oh, that works go. too, huh? Two-player variations the, on right. some of his most famous big box games. We've done Agricola. All Creatures Big and Small, which, of course, was a two-player version of a Agri- of the bigger Agricola game. We've done Caverna Cave versus Cave, which was a two-player version of the big box Caverna. And now we're doing La Havre Inland Port, which is a two-player version of the bigger box La Havre. That's right. I, you said we were finishing out the trilogy. That is the trilogy, although he 
of course, he does have a few other just two-player games that were just two players originally. Right. Right? Fields of Arrow, we still got to do. I mean, we're working our way oh, through people. Oh, yeah, Andrew. <laughs> now we're talking. I'm glad that you are as committed to that as it sounds like you I are. Know, I, I, I know mean, you don't want to be. But... Well, I, I I probably don't want to be, but now that we've done so many of his games, I mean, we did Patchwork. That was a, that was an early on one. Um, you oh, know, yeah. I, f- I feel like yep. now we just have to do every two-player game he's ever made. So, I mean, we'll get there. Okay. Lock it in, folks. Don't let him forget this day um but andrew let's start with this one that you don't like (laughs) um and quite frankly uh for the people at home who are wondering what the heck we're talking about uh la havre the all they know about it is that you 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 maybe you maybe could make people walk the plank even though we've told them you can't you know what i mean they're kind of not believing us we got to tell them a little bit more about the game so why don't we sum this up in one sentence one sentence explanations Okay, if you're making me walk the plank of one sentences, I guess I have to. Um, yeah. I uh, If I had to sum this game up in one sentence, I would say La Havre, the inland port, is the game where you can make a building out of wood, clay, and I guess fish bones? I'm not sure. <laughs> That's uh, La Havre, <laughs> Yeah, good point. That, that, yes, this game has some familiar resources um, in... Uh, you know, wooden clay, uh, wood and uh, not wooden clay. Uh, no, <laughs> but wood and clay. Yes. Uh, but then it all, and you know, and wheat. It's like we've encountered wheat before. It's like okay, yeah. okay, we're not getting too far. Well, from I saw one of, the three little, one of the three little as pigs a resource built. in this. Right, one of the three little pigs built oh, his house out point. of uh, out of uh, straw wheat. Right, so um, but out n- of wheat. None of the three little pigs built their house out of fish. So I just am... Yeah, well, you know, I mean, depends on uh, the area you're in, you know what I mean, in terms well, of that folklore. And in fact, you've got all three... If you're three, on a coastal I town... I didn't yeah. realize this until right now. You've got all three. Wheat, okay, so that's the straw house. you got wood, that's the stick house, and clay, that's the brick house. Yep. That's uh, the brick house. I thought, then, that's, I thought that's why you were making this reference. I didn't... You did, that was not... I didn't, <laughs> didn't get make the, that connection until I, after I got the straw. The no. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I'm just realizing this now. Amazing. So the fourth, the fourth little pig made his made his house out of fish, and it was they yeah. they, they never went over because it smelled real bad. Um, well, uh, but no, they say they. The thing is, we never even mentioned them because they don't. They survived without nary uh, and even getting bothered by the wolf because wolves don't eat fish. Um, well, maybe they do. Oh, do wolves eat fish? Well, you'd think maybe I don't a wolf, think wolves eat fish. If the wolf was hungry enough, it would have gone over and started eating the house instead of the pig. Maybe. Maybe that was the ploy of that yeah, pig. You know? I just, I don't know if they're fish, you know, fish eaters, maybe. I, who knows? I They're definitely not going fishing, but I guess I, that's a good tell question. Tell me if like, you threw a, a bear. Yeah, if you threw a fish What if a bear a swats a fish at, out of the ocean or whatever, out of the lake, and then it just leaves it there? Is a wolf going to eat it, or is a wolf going to walk up and sniff it and go like, ah, uh, nah. I'm not really. I'm not, no, no sushi for but me. Do they kind of, eat, kind of, uh, do you know they know eat dead animals, or they only like to eat, you know, like, they're not like... Um, you know what I'm saying? It's a good like question, some, too. Some animals won't eat animals that are already dead. Uh, this is... Wow. And some animals eat only eat animals that are dead. Right, you know I mean? yeah. They won't eat vultures, vultures, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Well, let's have... Uh, who do we? Who can we have on? Uh, <laughs> Steve Irwin has passed. Rest in peace. And that's pretty much it. That's pretty much the only... Yeah, Steve, Steve Irwin, the wolf expert. Yeah. Um, not... Jane, Jane Goodall still alive true legend you know big ups to jane goodall but is that right uh, well she, this is not coming out for a she while mainly Pete, so only don't work with apes oh i don't want to jinx it don't yeah but i'm pretty it. sure she is okay 
I'm pretty sure she is, and I'm pretty sure she's still a bad A. You know what I mean? Oh, oh that's for sure. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. A bad bleep. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're gonna have to bleep and that not later. Ba- and bad isn't bad isn't good, of course. You know what I mean? Uh, right. Yeah. Not bad isn't bad. Anyway, Andrew, my one sentence summary of this game <laughs> is. La Havre, the Inland Port, like a fun expansion pack of a business guy simulator that's based on harbors. You know what I mean? Yes. This is like, uh, this is like, this is classic business guy stuff for the most part because you're trying to, you're like buying up buildings and businesses and figuring out how to make them most efficient and yada, get the yeah, most out yes. of them and blah, blah, blah. But it's almost like an expansion of that game that's specifically about doing it on the harbor. You know ah, I mean? yeah, I see what you're saying. Yes. It's all, it's a harbor theme business guy game yeah exactly exactly yeah yep 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 uh and uh let's go ahead and break it down a little bit more so that these things make sense andrew uh once again (laughs) probably should do the one sentence summary after our quick explanations of the game but it's too late too late we already have a whole season under our belt a season and a half or so season and a third or whatever it's like what are we going to change it now right okay andrew so what is this game well this game is a classic rosenberg cube pusher resource exchanger andrew getting resources to eventually exchange them for victory points i'm in heaven and you're <laughs> in heck i'm not i'm not totally in heck i mean I, these games are fine i, I kind of yeah. make a bigger deal out of it than i i think these games are fine but uh you know i'll save my review for the end but i'm not uh, yeah i don't hate them but uh, it's not my top choice yeah we'll say. good well, good. So you love them. Awesome. <laughs> no, that's not what I said at all. So Andrew and I love these kinds of things. This is basically the kind of thing. So basically in this one, you start out with like <laughs> uh, a set amount of resources. You got, you know, one wood, two clay, three wheat, and four fish or whatever it is. You know what I mean? And then you spend each turn taking actions to hopefully increase those amount of resources and then turn them in and get a building that will then hopefully create a better engine to create more resources and then you turn those in for victory points or more buildings you just keep improving your engine basically of producing resources and or trading those resources in for a higher amount of victory points until the game's over and you look at everything and you go well who's got more points yeah and points really in this one just just amounts to how much money you have and each building mm-hmm. that you that you have in your possession is also worth a certain amount of money. So it's just adding up however many right. coins you have left over plus all your buildings. And then right. Classic business guy stuff, Andrew. That's why I say this isn't like, you know, the Agricola classic farmer stuff, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This yeah, isn't well. classic uh dwarf stuff, you know what I mean, where you're at cl- constantly excavating your cave and everything like that. This is classic business guy stuff, which is to say you're looking around at buildings that are available that actually are all different businesses, and then you're saying, like, well, I can afford that one, and I think it's going to actually turn a good profit. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and then maybe maybe you sell the business at some point during the game for, a little, for like, a lower, a lower price, but then you can use that money to turn it into something else, and uh, et cetera, et cetera. You just keep buying more businesses, better businesses, and before you know it, you're, you're hoping you're— you're hoping that you are the king of a boardwalk empire. <laughs> How about that, Andrew? So this game is... You're Steve... Uh, what's his name? Bushimi. Was he... I never watched the show, but uh, he's the only one I remember who's in it. Is he's he in the it. king of the boardwalk empire? He, I don't know. He's in the show, and he's the only actor that I knew from that show, I think. So, um, yeah. We're gonna we go probably know more, but we can't certainly can't remember more. That's yeah. for sure. Well, he's memorable. Uh, I heard it was good. 
So, yeah. uh, but anyway, ne- we'll never watch it. I'm gonna no. go ahead and go no. gonna go ahead and put a hundred dollars down on me going to my deathbed, never having seen it, <laughs> even though it's probably good, Andrew. So That's right. hit me up on my deathbed, and <laughs> if you can prove that I've seen it, you can have. You- I'll give you a hundred bucks if I have it. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you have it, and if I. You know what I mean? If I don't have a hundred bucks, you get to take one of my lamps or whatever. I don't. I don't know. What do I care? I'm dying at that point. You know what I mean? You can have anything you want. Um, uh, so this game is broken so, up but, into, into a series. Yeah, go of, ahead. So it's broken up into a series of of rounds, several rounds, right? And each right. round, you uh, yeah. add. You're adding more and more buildings that are available for you to purchase. So um, the first round, yeah. there's only there's a few. twelve rounds, I believe, yeah. Andrew. And, and like and so, the buildings, um, the buildings get more and more. I guess expensive, but also the powers yep. that they give you, the uh, whatever, not powers, but the, uh, the the returns that they give you are greater and greater as well. So, you know, you get right. returns. And the things that they do, right, get, yeah. get more and more valuable, basically. And the amount of actions that you take get more and more. So you're able to um, have more time, basically, to create more resources and money and things like that. Um, it is cut up into 12 rounds, I believe, and it is, um, uh, let's think here. Yeah, there's there's three rounds where you take three actions. There's three rounds where you take five actions. There's three rounds where you take seven actions. There's three rounds where you take nine actions. Now, so as you can see, the actions that you're taking in the game kind of grow exponentially. Yeah. Um, the, and the, you can kind of create these combos, which is one of the things that I love in board games is when you create like combos of different mm. things that work well together. Hey, I got this one building and it makes more wood, but then I also have this other building that takes the wood from that and then makes it into this. And then I got this and that, you know what I mean? And then you can just kind of string those actions together, which is cool. Now, two, I think two interesting things about this is, well, one, you, you notice that uh, all those actions are odd number and it's not however many, you can't like you can't take three <laughs> on the first round. It's It's three total, so... The first player gets yeah. an action, the second player gets an action, and then the first player gets an extra action. So, And then you switch. That's so right. then the next round, the other person gets two actions and you only get one. So every round, yeah. one person gets an extra action that the other person didn't get. That's right. And I think that makes it very dynamic because that's just a, yet another layer of something you have to keep in mind. It's like, well, in the next round, I'm only going to get one action or whatever. Or I'm only going to get three uh of the seven actions you know what i mean and my opponent's gonna get four of those seven actions you know what i mean like yeah. uh so well and you and you might think and you might be on the other side of it too where you might be like uh oh or, or and then you might be like well the next time though the next round i'm gonna be the one that gets four actions right, you know what i mean like right. ha, ha ha you know what i mean and it's like what how can i how can i make this work to my advantage you know what i mean now the uh, other so i like that the other interesting thing and of course we got to talk about it is the the wheel system that they have going on with this, right? So you know we gotta talk about the <laughs> wheel, Andrew, the spinner, baby. There are there is two pieces. So far, you're thinking to yourself, "Cool, this sounds like a Uwe Rosenberg game. I love it, or I hate it." You know what I mean? Like, I love that I can uh, create resources and then spin I think most them people love it. on most something love it. that creates more resources, etc. Well, I don't know. Agricola is called Misery Farm by a lot of people sometimes, but oh, uh, <laughs> so, but I love it. But anyway, I love the Misery Farm. Um, but uh, that's how I refer to my life, Misery Farm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is uh, is <laughs> I don't have I don't have the game of life as the name of my life. I have Misery Farm. Misery Farm. But. Uh, but so so far it sounds like a fairly normal game and you're thinking to yourself 
Oh, yeah, why don't I? I could just play any of them, I guess. Not so fast. There's two pieces to this game in particular that are just absolutely genius, I think, in my <laughs> opinion. Andrew, the first one is this wheel, this spinner we're talking about. The way that you keep track of the round that you're in and the amount of actions you can take, et cetera, et cetera, and who starts it, it's all been compounded into, instead of a big game board, like, you know how Agricola has, like, a game board that has different action spots where you, like, mm -hmm. literally place your workers, hence worker placement, um, on, you know what I mean? Like, there's a spot that's like, hey, this is where you put a guy if you want them to go get wood or whatever. Um, and then in Caverna, it was kind of the same thing, except that the board was, like, a cave, and you could eventually put tiles onto it, and that was your, that was your game board and everything like that. Well, in this one, um, the game board, quote unquote, is essentially comes down to a, uh, a, a set of spinners, one that's in front of you, one that's in front of your, your opponent. And at the end of every um, round, after you've taken all the actions in a round, you spin the spinner by 90 degrees and then you move on to the next round. Um, and then that where the spinner is will tell you who starts the round how many actions that round is going to have, you know what I mean? Stuff like that, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. um, and the spinner also, by moving, will show you how many times you can use a given building. That's right, Andrew. Each building only has a set amount of times it can be used when you use it. And then it becomes exhausted, kind of like a Magic the Gathering type thing. You're tapping these buildings, and then it has to yeah. start from the beginning again. So let's say I've got a building that, uh, you know, uh, gives me two wood or whatever, right? Well, when it starts out, it, you can't use it at all as soon as it enters play. But then you spin the spinner, and before you know it, the spinner is pointing at that building the number four, or something like that. You know what I mean? And then it's like, oh, I can use this. I guess in this case, it would actually be two. Um, two is the first one, yeah. After, after zero, it goes to two. Now, if somebody uses that building, they can do that action twice. So I actually get two wood twice. So I get mm -hmm. four wood. You know what I mean? Now, if no one uses it that whole round, and then the spinner spins again, now the spinner is going to be pointing the number three at the building. Mm -hmm. Now, you can use it three times. So actually, that person is going to get six wood, etc. Um, and I think that is now, very cool. Now this, Once you use the building, uh, you do have to go put it back in the zero spot again, and right. it starts all over again. Now this is very, it's it's really kind of the same thing as like when in Agricola, because every time, every round, right, you're, if nobody takes the things that are on the space, you just put more tokens on that. It's like if you didn't take the wood off the wood space, okay, you're going to put another wood token on it. But instead of going and having to put wood on every space every round and be like, oh, we're gonna got to replenish this. All you have to do is spin your spinner a little bit, and it shows it changes all the numbers for the buildings. Uh, yeah, I guess you could say it's the same exact thing as Agricola after I say it makes it totally different. Yeah, Andrew, <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, it doesn't it's make... It's a spinner, Andrew. It's, it's an improvement. It is an improvement a, on that system, I think. Well, but, I wouldn't go that far. It's just different, <laughs> and it makes it really cool. It's great. Everything, it just... Whoever designed, I'm, I would assume Uwe designed the spinner too, and it's just like what a it, everything you need is basically in those spinners, yeah. except the other piece of genius, Andrew, which is <laughs> this is where the we storehouse disagree. for your goods, the storehouse for your goods, Andrew. Mm. Hey, by now, the way, you when all, we were playing when we were yeah. playing this game, we were referring to this. I was referring to this internally as the periodic table of elements because it, you know it kind of looks uh -huh. like that. It's like a bunch of boxes uh -huh. and. 
I didn't realize yeah. until I was researching for this episode that it was supposed to be a warehouse. And then I was like, oh, that actually makes it better. I just thought it was like yeah, a Yeah, it's ran- supposed to be a warehouse, Andrew? I thought it was supposed to be. I they thought had it was top, literally they, just. There's a little around the edges. There was like a roof on the warehouse and like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just what, like, this is me? like a bunch of squares. It's some graph paper thing, yeah. you know. Uh, right. But now that I know that it's a warehouse, I'm like, oh, okay, I get, this is a little bit better. So what what Uwe did when he designed this this warehouse board. So basically you you have a token for each of the four different resources. And the way you figure out and keep track of how many you have of them because you're going to be going through a lot of them. Your numbers of these resources are going to be going up and down the whole game. You're going to have two of them. Then you're going to have 10 of them. Then you're going to have four of them. Then you're going to have six of them. You know what I mean? Like so it's like yes. you got to keep track of it. And instead of like I don't know having a number chart from like well, zero like to you know how like Caverna. in Caverna Cave versus yeah. Cave right exactly there was literally almost like a number line there was a section for one there's a section for two three four I well, think all the way to and compare 10 that or to, nine or something like that right compare that to Agricola yeah. where you just have a pile of tokens in front of you and, yes right and so yes. this is like yes. three different systems for keeping track of this stuff right he has re- reinvented it yet again Andrew truly genius and this by the way. I have the big box version, La Havre. This is not in La Havre either. Right. Neither the spinner nor the warehouse collection. In La Havre, the big box version, you do, just like in Agricola, you just have a bunch of different tokens. Mm-hmm. If you have five fish, then you have five fish tokens. You know what I mean? Exactly. But he uh, came up with this. I think this is ingenious, Andrew. So what 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 he did was each, uh, like you said, it's Andrew was talking about it like grid paper, right? So there's there's a bunch of columns and rows of individual squares just like in grid paper and on any given square which represents a number of resources like let's say two of whatever it is um if you go up to the square directly above it that is increasing the number by three so it would be five if you go up and to the right diagonally it increases by four i believe yeah. And so that would be six. If you go left to the uh, at one spot, it would be uh, one less. Um, and it, so that would be one. And if you go to the right one spot, it would be uh, one more. So that Plus would be one. three. And if you go up and to the left, I forget what that is. But anyway, and that is true for every single spot on this grid. So it's it's tough to kind of perceive without seeing it but it is the perfect way to keep track of this stuff because then you also go down by spending the resources by going down and to the left straight down or to the left one you know what i mean like you just keep pushing these this is why this is a classic cube pusher you literally you can keep track of them with a cube if you want that's colored and you can uh move it down to pay three you can move it down to the left to pay four you can move it to the left one to pay one it's just you're con- you're constantly um, increasing and decreasing the amount of your resources simply by pushing these things around this grid, and you and it it's just ingenious that anytime you want to pay three, all you do is you move the tile or the cube down one uh, well, one box. And, and the thing that I think it, it looks confusing when you look at it, and I think it is a little still a little confusing as you're playing it, but the the I think the thing that makes it simple is that on the buildings. Um, you know, it'll say like the the thing that the building does. It'll just have like an arrow that's the color of that um, resource, and the arrow will be pointing yeah. like up and to the left or up and to the right or whatever it right. is. 
And instead of saying like plus two or plus three, it'll just have that arrow point. Right. And then you'd be like, oh, I, move, I get to right. move this token up. And then, of course, if your building is on like the four spot, then you get to move it up and to the right four times or whatever it might be. So um, it's just it right, keeps it, right, it, it right. Keeps it simpler. Right. If you right, exactly. That's I. It's it's almost like the moving of the resources in the warehouse board is a fun game within the game. I think, <laughs> Andrew, honestly, because like like you said, you you might have gotten a building, and the building's action is to move the fish token diagonally up and to the right. And the way they display that is just one blue arrow pointing up and to the right. And it's like, simple, cool. I know exactly what that code means. Um, that's great symbology. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like you said, if you use that building when it and, uh, and you have put off using it all the way until that building is now in the four spot, you are going to do that action of moving it up and to the right once. You're going to do that four times. And then before, so it's like, Man, the the satisfaction of moving a tile up like that and knowing that you just got 16 resources by doing that is amazing. And here's the thing, Andrew, this warehouse board there is a there there comes a time when it stops. All good things yeah. must come to an end, Andrew. So there is a top to the board, there is a you know, and there's just there's borders. And so there's going to be a time when you can't move in a direction anymore. So you have to now think to yourself I've moved up and to the right as much as I can. There's no use for that building anymore where it moves it up and to the right right now. Yeah. I actually should probably think about moving it up and to the left now because now I'm going to be going on a zigzag pattern all the way to heaven, baby, where I'm <laughs> going to get even more stuff. You know what I mean? Or you might think to yourself, actually, now's a perfect time to drop it down by one, you know, right. drop it down one box and by spending three because now it opens up another path I can keep going up and to the right. You know what I mean? Like it's just such a cool system yeah where it, and it turns the limitations of like the borders into mm, like a cool game in and of itself another yeah. piece of strategy where you're like i i gotta move this around this warehouse board in, in the smartest way possible too right exactly uh anyway that's it i mean that's the game really <laughs> the is, game. is you're 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 taking the resources you have you're buying buildings oh here's the other thing we didn't talk about andrew was you you don't have to just be restricted to using the buildings that you buy if you pay one uh, coin one franc i believe in this case because it takes, yeah, it takes place in la havre which is a, a french port town one of the one of the biggest french port towns um la havre is french for the harbor uh, this is a town in france well, where the haven uh historically the haven really yeah i looked it up the haven uh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> okay, Mr. French, know what I mean? Um, I had to I had to redeem myself from last week when I didn't know any French, so <laughs> I, I uh, Google translated. Oh, that that's one. right. You you might have eagle-eared listeners listeners might uh, have realized that this is part two of the France uh, series now. France series. Um, <laughs> we didn't <laughs> the French connection. We didn't actually we didn't plan it, but this is how it goes. Um, you can use your you can pay one franc mm -hmm. to your opponent. And what you're paying them for is the they can't deny you using one of their buildings. Um, and remember, once you use a building, it goes back to zero uses and has to start again right. from the bottom and go from zero uses to two uses to three to four well, uses. So you have to um, you gotta you gotta also decide when you want to use your buildings most efficiently because also your player can essentially come in and snipe your building a little bit when it when it is a very juicy time to use it. Um, if you, and so like, you have to think to yourself, like, well, is, 
is my opponent going to want to use my, you know, my fish building, you know what I mean, anytime soon? Like, are they working on something? Like, should I use it before they do? So at least I get yeah. some kind of use out of it, you know what I mean? Um, it, it's it's very cool. You have to pay attention to what's what your and, opponent is doing. Also, what your opponent has, you know what yeah. I mean? I one thing maybe that would benefit you to use one of theirs. I think also we didn't mention like as it goes around the dial, if it gets if you let a building and you don't use it the whole time and it goes all the way to the end of the dial, then you ha if you don't use it on the last base, uh, then you have to sell it at half of its value. So right. a lot of times you just might want to use a building and be like, well, I just got to use it because I want to keep that one for later. You know, otherwise I'm going to lose it. It's going to go right. back in the in the supply. Right. If you don't use it within four rounds. It goes off the board essentially, um, and you have to, or it goes. Well, it, it actually the dial points to it essentially as one that you have to sell. You have to, and you have to sell it for, for half its value, and then and then it goes back into the the pool. And so uh, you can't just. That's another thing you have to balance is like you you're gonna want to kind of wait on these buildings to get the maximum efficient use out of it. But in the meantime, you're going to be buying other buildings. And so then before you know it, there's going to be there's going to come a time in this game where most likely you're going to just kind of lose track of a building and before you know it, it's not going to have been used for four rounds well, and you're going to have to sell it. Yeah, especially you know? especially towards the end they start piling up. I, I was thinking of this. It's like a yeah. it's like that's you you remember, you remember Pete, you were around when this happened. Uh, the old classic I Love Lucy scene where she's like uh that the chocolates oh, yeah. are going by on the conveyor belt and she can't do it fast mm -hmm. enough and she has to like be eating them quick. It's it's like that. It's like Yes, it's yeah. like that. But <laughs> with buildings. Yeah. yeah, there's too many buildings. Um, ah, it's like a Godzilla know. version of that just putting <laughs> popping buildings into his mouth. Um <laughs> so yeah, and I mean these buildings are these buildings are out of this world, Andrew. These are the kinds of things you would of course expect at a uh, at a harbor, you know, kiln to make a clay, you know what I mean? Like a lumber yard or whatever, uh, a restaurant, you know what I mean? A baker's shop, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, all sorts of, all sorts of stuff that uses these resources very, very intelligently. And then there's just flat out stuff like, um, expensive stuff, you know, like a big old fountain that you can buy and yada, yada, yada. A that's just worth money. And a zoo is one of them, exactly. You know, classic harbor stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of fun different buildings here that I really like. And they're very intelligently, the theme is very intelligently, you know, um, wallpapered onto this one, mm -hmm. I think. Because it's like all of these, you really feel like you're using these buildings for what they're used for. And it's producing more of the resource. And you're like, yeah, that's what would happen most mm -hmm. of the time with these buildings. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um and so you you actually get a sense that you have bought a business and then you have and you know you have run the business essentially and it has ended up producing the manufacturing these supplies it's it's a very cool use of a theme i think mm -hmm. uh and then you know that's it by the end of the game after the full 12 rounds you're going to take a look at like andrew said the money you have in hand you're going to take a look at all of the monetary value of the buildings that you still have. So that's a one reason why you don't want to sell a building for half, because if you can hold onto it till all of your buildings till the end of the game, you're going to get the full value of them instead of the half half the value. Yeah. So it's you kinda you really don't want to lose a building and lose leave, leave lose track of it and have to sell it if you can help it, because it's gonna be worth especially, double that amount that you're gonna get for it. Right, especially if it's a big one, you know. Yes, exactly, exactly. And, uh, and then you add it all up, and then there you go. And hey, there might even be times when you think to yourself, 
uh, I got this one. It's a slam dunk. I uh, There's no way in the world, you know what I mean, that my opponent, I've got all the very expensive buildings, and uh, my opponent, uh, you know, uh, doesn't uh, doesn't even have any money in their pocket. They got one coin over there. I got a bunch of coins. I've got this one slam dunk, and then before you know it, you might up add up all those totals, and they might have uh, won by like a few points or whatever. You Who think knows? that would ever happen? I don't know. I think it's actually pretty common, and I think it's not <laughs> something that anybody anybody should make fun of, or you know what I mean. Anybody can honestly probably shouldn't even bring it up again. You mean even if the even if the happen. person who who lost the game was like the whole time was like, hey, you you don't have any money over there. You're playing wrong. Oh, I can't believe you don't have any money. Mm-hmm. You know, then you shouldn't make fun yeah. of them for losing. Sounds yeah. normal. Sounds yeah, normal. sounds like a normal thing that, yeah, sounds like a normal thing. And also, honestly, that person kind of sounds kind of intelligent to me now that mm. you described them. I don't know. Uh, maybe Andrew, why don't we go ahead? <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's the person who <laughs> decided to put all his money into, uh, you know, buildings rather than just having Frank sitting there on the table and, just, you know, kept his mouth shut the whole mm-hmm. time, being nice and polite yeah. on the other side, and then, uh, you know, swooped away with the victory. Yeah. Maybe that person is smart. What's that person again? That person's smart. Oh, that person's smart. Okay, yeah. that's funny, because I was trying to, I was thinking maybe, hey, that person might be, uh, I was thinking the word lucky, but, Andrew, why don't you go ahead <laughs> oh, and give us the, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and give us a little bit of history of this game, Andrew? Sure. Uh, just wanted to point out first thing in the history uve rosenberg designed this specifically with no dice and uh, no cards so no luck involved at all in this game uh <laughs> this is <laughs> this is a uh, tw- up, for de- up for debate right <laughs> it's a 2012 uh release by uve and lookout games of course and same old artist clemens france has come up before in his games um, Clemens. Yes. Uh, 2012, just for context, same year as uh, Agricola All Creatures Big and Small. came out later that year. So uh, All Creatures wow. and then this one right after it. Uh, cave versus what Cave. What a year. Yeah, right. Cave versus Cave was uh, 2017, so several years later. Huh. Um, so, yeah, wow. but it is, uh, as we've mentioned before, it is based on the big box game La Havre, uh, which came out in mm-hmm. t- 2008. So this was one French of his... for the harbor. Uh, the haven. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, so Agricola obviously was was the big hit. That was his first, you know, big box kind of game, they say. Um, but uh, he had a few before that, as we talked about before. But uh, Agricola was the first yeah. big one, and La Havre was the second one. That was, a, that was the one that came shortly after. It was almost as big of a hit. Um, and at one point, you know, this is meant many years ago now, but at one point they were both in the top 10 on Board Game Geek, which uh, is unheard of to have one designer have two in the top 10. So hats off to Uve wow. for that one. Yeah. No longer. I think they're both in the, still in the top 50, though. So uh, that's that's pretty good. Um, wow. Uh, let's see. We went over uh, this with all creatures, but... Uh, Lookout was trying to make uh, take Uve's you know big games, turn them into lighter two-player versions. They say to appeal to families. I think that actually kind of means like more casual gamers kind of thing. You know, that's kind of what they're going for. Maybe, yeah, maybe like a gateway into the bigger games because those those big games can be intimidating for somebody new. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, so anyway, all creatures came out, and that was quickly followed by the inland port and. Then they pumped the brakes until Caverna, you know, several years later. And you know that I would have loved to see them release one for every single big game that he made in order. Because they were going in order, right? It was Agricola and then yeah. and then uh, uh, this La one, La Havre. So yeah. you know me. Mm-hmm. I, I, would, I love everything just no matter what. No matter what game he comes out with, okay, we need a two-player version. You know, got to make it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> No, no matter what the game was. Uh, no matter what. 
it didn't happen, but oh well. Um, so, okay, so his fifth big game uh, was a game called Ora et Labora, which is uh, Latin, mm-hmm. I believe, uh, for something about working. It's a farm. It's another farm game, okay. Um, or and labor? Uh, aura is something. I think it's like pray and work. I think that might be it. Because uh, it's about like... Oh, okay. It's about... Um, oh, I was looking at this. I've never played it, obviously, but it was about like... It's supposed uh, to be really good. Farming around like a monastery or something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, Abbey. yeah. <clears throat> so that came out in 2011. So the year before... Oh, Latin for pray and pray and work. Pray and work. Okay, there we go. So... Um, hmm came out in 2011, so that's the year before this one that we're talking about today. Um, and yeah. this is your typical, you know, worker placement game with resources, victory points, yada, yada, yada. Uh, it had something new, which was a production wheel for keeping track of resource value. So Ooh. that game did it first. Uh, and wow. he loved it, you know, because essentially, like I said... The Simpsons of Uwe Rosenberg games. <laughs> that's right. Well, it's his own game, so it's fine. But uh, yeah. you know, he 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 explained it as it's it was kind of a, a new way, a more simpler and more agile way of keeping track of resources rather than an agricola where you just pile. I it. I don't I don't believe that Uwe Rosenberg would have said it was more simpler. I think he's actually a little bit more. Did I say more simpler? Te- uh, okay, yeah, you did. it was a <laughs> yeah, you did. Well, you know, I can't speak English or French, Burned. so there you go. Burned. Um, at least, at least I put all my money into buildings. Anyway, you simply turn the wheel instead Miller, of... Fr- Andrew Miller, French for the harbor. <laughs> he, loved the, <laughs> he loved the ease of this wheel so much that he put it into this game, which, you know, came shortly after. So uh, I also want to mention <laughs> that there is an app for this game. Uh, Pete, I just sent it to you. I saw it. It's it's almost, oh, yeah. you know, almost perfect, but of course it is $3.99. So, you know, I want all apps to be free, but I'm not going to hold that against it too much. It's uh, made yep. by the same people who did the Agricola, All Creatures Big and Small app. So um, I'm, oh, sure, yeah. I'm sure we'll be playing Re- that one soon. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready to jump in. There's also a video game version uh, on, available on Steam. So I haven't tried that Yeah, one. I think it's literally just the app. It's the same but thing. Like, oh, okay. It's you can the, play it on your desktop. <laughs> I see. You I can see. you can have you can have an icon for it right next to your snood. Uh, <laughs> perfect. Icon. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. That's what I need. All my uh, right have, next to your half snood my desk- desktop shortcut. Right. Half of my desktop is taken up by snood shortcuts. By the way, I have. Uh, I just yeah. want to make sure I have enough snood expansions. Yes. <laughs> Um, so that's the game. I also did a quick, uh, I watched a little video on Le Havre in real life. It's a real city. Like you mentioned, it's a port city Mm. built in the 1500s to give a new port for trading across the Atlantic, uh, translate to the Haven, um, not the Harbor. Um, unfortunately, (laughs) uh, you might have some egg on your face later, or should I say some, uh, Ooh, man, what is egg in French? Uh, don't know. It's Who it's knows? it's the apple of the chicken, I believe, is the, what it translates. To, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a potato joke. Anyway, um, potato it was joke. it was unfortunately the site, uh, f- big site for a slave trade in the 16 and 1700s. Um, Oops. Yeah, well, that was a that was a misstep, but oh well. Um, talk about egg on the talk about egg, egg on the face. face that's right. Mean? Uh, almost none of the architecture from that time period is left because it was bombarded during the um, invasion of Normandy because it is in Normandy, uh, France. And oh, yeah. so when the Allies invaded Normandy, they bombarded it. And actually then the Germans tried to take it back and they bombarded it and then they got it bombarded again by the English. So 
Literally, mm. they, they showed a video. Literally, all of the buildings and homes were destroyed. Like, there's nothing taller than a person left. Um, so, uh, but it's rebuilt, and it is still a big port uh, city. Uh, I think it's the second largest in France. And it's one of these where they have mm-hmm. these huge uh, shipping containers, you know, those big rectangles that come in on the cranes. And they even oh, have yeah. like they even have like a big colorful arch statue that some artists made out of out of shipping containers. They like painted these shipping containers. Oh it's wow! Like huge arch made out of it. it looked pretty cool. Hmm. So um, yeah. you know they're trying to bump their tourism. So check it out, people. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, hey, Uwe Rosenberg also trying to bump their tourism up. You know, what I mean, I'm ready That's to right. visit. You know, where this where this the world of this game. You know, what I mean, like like visiting the Shire or whatever in New Zealand. I'm visiting. I'm taking pictures at the shipping yard and. <laughs> La Havre, France. <laughs> hey, this is where I put. This is where I built my restaurant in the game. You know what I mean? Thumbs <laughs> right, up to right. the camera. Yeah, I mean he's doing his part. Big so. doc, doc, a dock worker smoking five cigarettes at a time. You know what I mean? <laughs> looking at me. He's got he's got six forms of cancer. He's looking at me, giving a thumbs up with my uh, D my shirt with a D twenty on it or whatever. And he's just like can't be more disgusted with me. Anyway, well, they, the, um, the video that I watched actually had somebody from their their tourism, and they were they were trying to distance them. They're like, "Yes, it, it's a big port, but it's not industrial. It's not dirty. It's it's we have all kinds of you yeah. know other things." And they were showing all the the art and things that you can see there. And so, okay, uh, fair you know, so they're trying to get people to go. It looks it looks pretty nice. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, that's my review of uh, La Havre, France. So. Um, La Havre, France. I see. Yes, I see. I see. Well, Andrew, uh, why don't you review on this? Review on this. Review on this, as in review on this game that we're talking about, La Havre, the Inland Port? Yeah, that's essentially what I mean by that, Andrew. This is the segment of our show, and you should know this, Andrew. (laughs) Okay. This is where we read a a person's review of the game over and over and over again, Andrew, and then we kind of assume what their life is like. Andrew, this person gave it a 2 out of 10. They said, I don't like that opponents can steal your buildings that you bought and planned for. Whoop. Andrew, this is giving off real landlord vibes. I don't know about you, but there's something about this. They're like, I paid for this building. It's mine. Right. You should be happy I even let you live near it. You know what I mean? Uh, I guess when you give use... Give me my money. Yeah, when you use someone else's building, it is kind of like they're your landlord because you, you do have to pay to use it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. He, this guy's... Yeah, this guy's just stamping his little feet. No, I bought the building. I No one else should be able to use it. All right, bud. Well... Good luck with that. You know what I mean? Um, get get Mao Zedong on this guy. You know what I mean? Bury him. Anyway, Andrew, this person gave it a 3.7 out of 10, and they said, more counterplay, Uve. Now, Andrew, this person wants the ability to build kitchen counters, I guess. I don't know. I just feel like that's, that's way too zoomed in, Andrew. We already... He does, he can't he's not happy with just there being a building you can build called restaurant. He like wants specifically to zoom all the way in and decide which, you know, tile to use on their counters. This guy's pretty wild. So more I, counter honestly, play? I don't even know. I, I know you're I know kitchen counters, yeah. But besides kitchen counters, like what is what does this even mean? Oh, I don't know. Well, uh, maybe like I think he's talking about like uh, more take that stuff that you can do to your opponents uh, or whatever. Yeah, so that, that's actually Probably. a if, if that had it. If that were in the game, I would definitely not like this game. 
because uh, I don't like that. Kind I was gonna say, yeah, that's that's <laughs> that would definitely be a, a way to scare you, <laughs> scare you away from it. Yeah. Um, Andrew, this person gave it a four out of ten. They said this game makes me go action paralysis. No, action coma. Well. Andrew, if this guy doesn't like this game, I'm pulling the plug. Know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying do not resuscitate. This guy doesn't like La Havre, the Inland Port. All right. Um, That's in his living will. Andrew, this person gave it. I'm going to write that in my living. (laughs) Yeah. I'm writing. I'm adding that to my living. My living will says. I'm going to modify his living will. I'm going to go on on, uh, Microsoft (laughs) Paint and modify this guy's living will. My my living will, I'm updating it right now. I'm going to say, if if I ever take more than 10 minutes to make a move in a board game, you can kill me. That's. uh... (laughs) Do not. Yeah, do not resuscitate. (laughs) Andrew uh, won't play this for your family. This guy gave it a a 5 out of 10. Said some clever mechanisms to this euro game but it's pretty low player interaction and on the dry end so first of all andrew this one is not low on player interaction as as we've discussed there's there's so much player interaction that if there's more of it added you are on the record saying you will walk away from it you know Absolutely. what i mean <laughs> i can i can buy buildings and then make them unavailable to you you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, and then I can use your buildings and make them unavailable to you. Like yes. that's high player interaction. Oh, there I mean, there were a few me, times so. playing this game where I where I got angry where you used a building that yeah. I was just about to use and I was like, oh man, I just you know. But I know. Luckily, there are more yep. buildings to use, so it's I could pivot. But yeah. Boy, oh boy. Yeah, so this person was wrong about that. They also said that it's on the dry end. Uh, hello, <laughs> game takes place at a port. It ain't dry. Okay, we're literally surrounded by water andrew this guy gave it a five out of ten he said it's okay we played patchwork first and while it may seem much simpler than la havre it has many of the same decisions without all the fiddly bookkeeping we'll play la havre a few more times before deciding for sure but so far we can't see ourselves ever playing this if patchwork is available andrew this guy has guy who's only ever seen one movie energy. You know what I mean? <laughs> guy who's only ever played one board game. He's like, um, this guy's played Candyland and Patchwork, and that's it. And then he, <laughs> he plays La Havre, Inland Port, and he's like, hmm, it's kind of actually, this is a lot like Patchwork. No, it's not. It's just closer to Patchwork than it is to Candyland, you dolt. <laughs> you know what? Maybe he you should know? try playing Candyland Duel. Available now on our Patreon at uh, patreon.com yeah, you can play now. that game podcast <laughs> who knows the state it's in currently but i'm assuming it's playable oh it's great okay it's great oh it's great <clears throat> andrew listen we put a lot of heart and soul into that i think you know uh, who andrew um this person said five out of ten cold cold and then cold is there <laughs> that's their what? that's their review and andrew uh <laughs> wait what now okay, this is a wild yeah. one now, is this uh, by this Fisher Evans? Is Italian, Andrew. Yeah. This ta- oh. no, no. I don't think this is any kind of yeah. I, no, I don't believe this person does this as a running thing for all the reviews. Yeah, They're wish. Italian, but I don't think that language is a barrier here, Andrew. I think that this person just needs to stop storing this game in the freezer. <laughs> yeah, that's probably that's probably a problem. Well, yeah, you no. know, it's uh, yeah, no. it it won't go bad. Maybe they thought because it's fish, right? They think okay, we got to put it mm. in the freezer. You know, so it won't go bad. Good point. But it's not real good point, fish. Good point. Person. Okay. It's perishable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shit, they need to put a sticker on this that says non-perishable. You know what I mean? Yes. Andrew, um, this person gave it a 6 out of 10, and they said, okay, and then dot, 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 that's a criticism. 
Andrew, what? always a sign of always a sign of an ineffective criticism when you have to explain that it's a criticism afterwards. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like telling a joke followed by explaining that it's a joke. You know what I mean? So right. You can, just go ahead and re- erase this review, please, person. <laughs> you you already know that you already know that you failed. You know what I mean? There's no need to post a first draft. You know what I mean? If you you already know that you had to admit that it's a criticism. <laughs> Okay, Andrew, this person gave it a 7.5 out of 10, and they said, my copy was signed from designer. Um, Andrew, imagine being a guy who gets so little personal satisfaction out of getting uh, Uwe Rosenberg's signature that they need to tell the whole world about it just to be happy. You know what I mean? This guy's just a celeb pervert. You know what I mean? This 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 review should be posted on TMZ, not on... uh, (laughs) You know, what does this have? Why is this a review anyway? This has nothing to do with the game. I mean, it's like good job. Put that yeah. on. Put that on social media, not on your reviews. This section. is the this is the truck nuts of uh, you know of game reviews. Right. You know well, I mean? put it like, on Instagram, right, not on Board Game Geek or wherever you got this. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Andrew, this person gave it a nine out of ten. They said you will learn about timeline and resource management from this game. Very recommended two player game. Andrew, this person has a point. I also agree that Uwe Rosenberg game should be a part of every school curriculum mm. to teach timelines and resource management. Andrew, imagine kids learning this game in second grade. I love it. And if they can't keep up, f, not my problem. No, <laughs> yeah, that would be a little, uh, a little harsh, but uh, okay. But fair. But fair. Andrew, speaking of fair. The last one here, this guy gave it a 9.5 out of 10 and, and said, it's a great compact La Havre-esque game packed into a short playtime. Andrew, you can't refer to La Havre the Inland Port as La Havre-esque. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like using a vocab word in the definition of the vocab word. You know what I mean? It's like loquacious means to be in the act of being loquacious. It's like, come on. That's <laughs> not, come on. Right. I'd no say. No go. F. Candyland Duel is kind of Candyland-esque. Available now at <laughs> patreon.com slash you can play that game podcast. Yeah, who would say that? Know what I mean? Nobody would say that. Whoops. Oh, Andrew, I want to keep talking about Candyland Duel, but I think we're getting interrupted by a very loud knocking at your door. Okay, uh, I'll just uh, walk on over. Doop, 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 doop. That's me walking. And open it up. That's the door opening. Okay, now that Andrew's gone, I need to talk to you guys about Candyland Duel. (laughs) Hey, Pete, I'm back. Look who it was. It's Dr. Fraser Crane. Dr. Fraser Crane. Yeah, that's right. It's time for Dr. Fraser Crane, where Dr. Fraser Crane here is going to help us count down the top ten phrases that you'd hear somebody say while playing this game, La Havre, the Inland Port. Number 10. Look, I-, I know I don't have any money, but all my assets are tied up in hardware stores and fish markets right now, okay? Trust me, I'm loaded. Number 9. Yeah, pay me a buck and I'll let you look at my clay mound. Number 8. You've heard of turning water into wine? Well, step back and watch me turn fish into an open-air market. Number 7. Let's just say my girlfriend really breathes a lot of life back into my wood company. Number 6. We built a zoo. Starring Matt Damon. Number five. All the teens are smoking weed in my bakehouse after hours, which is not why I called it that. Number four. Oh, no, no. This this is La Havre, the inland port. 
Yeah, you're looking for La Havre International Airport. Yeah, that's down the, that's down the highway there. Number three. You darn kids, get off my craftsman's yard. Number two. Okay, I want to use your clay factory, but I don't have any francs. Um, can I pay you in Bitcoin? Number one. Yes, this is my business office. And no, me calling it that should not make you suspicious that it's just a front for the mob. Hey, all you out there in podcast land. Yeah, we're just popping into our own show to interrupt and uh, tell you about a little something we got called Patreon. Um, I know that a lot of you maybe uh, remember the 90s. Pete, do you remember the 90s? The 90s, the 90s. Hmm, sounds familiar, but remind me um, what that was like, Andrew? Okay, yeah, the 90s was pretty much you were on the playground playing a game called Pogs, okay? little card- Oh, now I remember Pogs. Yes, little cardboard discs with uh, cool illustrations on them and different designs. Well, do you want to get access to some custom Pogs uh, that are all thematically related to your favorite podcast, Who Can Play That Game? Well, you can if you visit us on Patreon. You can have access to, we'll mail physical pogs to you uh, in the mail. And you can touch something that Pete and I have touched with our hands. It's it's collectible each month, different designs relating to each episode and other running gags that we have here on the show. Really cool collector's item. Well, I, so I'm going to get one pog a month, Andrew? That's, uh, that's not bad, I guess. No, 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 Pete. That's a set of six pogs every month. Every month I'm going to get six pogs. Each pog has an individual design on it that relates to my, my favorite podcast in one way or another, whether it be an inside joke or a specific episode. or That's right. Wow. You can check that out if you visit Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash two can play that game podcast. So check it out today. Okay, I'm just about to do it. Actually, you know what? I'll just bookmark it and come back to it later because we got to uh, get back to the show, Andrew. Love break. Okay, it's love break time. Andrew and I are going to play yet another turn of our ongoing game of Fog of Love. Oh, yeah, baby. Well, Andrew. Yep. Let's get into character. Uh, just to bring everybody up to speed, you are in internet phenomenon an internet uh, content creator and yes. you got a high squeaky voice you got an old phone yep. and you are now tan yeah you're really tan, tan right now let's talk about what i am okay. in the game of fog of love pete okay so uh... <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah right you're the palest person i've ever seen in my life <laughs> uh i have to literally turn down the you know the the white levels uh <laughs> when i edit the photos for the no. right, right anyway uh me i'm a big old strong chef big muscles very sensitive flower hat right, uh yes. now let me talk about uh what i am in the game of uh <laughs> <laughs> anyway okay and uh we're of course in a loving relationship we're high school sweethearts that came back together after the old high school reunion you know what i mean rekindled mm -hmm. our love um, and we've already been on a date where you forgot where we were going, so we ended up at Jimmy John's. Now, this is a, another day. We're going to play, and I'm going to get to play a scene into this chapter of our life here. And the scene I decided to play, Andrew. Okay. Because uh, I'm looking at my hand now, and I think the best one is this one. Flip it over here for you. This one is called Butterflies. And I say, being around you, gives me butterflies oh. and this is a both choose so we're both going to choose an answer from the multiple choice and it says how would uh the player prefer the partner to react 
and how does the partner act? Uh -huh. So it's so, I'm going to choose how I prefer that you would react, and you're going to choose how you react. Okay? So you say to me, being around you gives me butterflies, and now I'm going to react. Right. I'm going to react to that, and you're going to see yep. if you're if you're pleased or disappointed with my reaction. Basically, is what this is. Basically, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to choose the one that I want to hear from you. Yeah. And uh, so option A here is, says, "Oh, that is the most wonderful thing anybody has said to me ever." And that actually results in a lowering of sincerity because it's kind of like a uh, yeah, over-the-top kind of thing. Um, yeah. yeah. That's the best thing I've ever said to me. That kind of thing. Uh, option B is that's nice of you to say so, which is quite cold. You know what I mean? So that is actually <laughs> drops your level of sensitivity if you choose that one. Um, and then option C is you are unbelievably charming. Let me kiss you, which is a raise is your extroversion because it's like some public, public PDA kissing right there uh -huh. in the Jimmy John's because, Hey, you know what? This is the anniversary of our first trip to Jimmy John's <laughs> and we're celebrating it at our favorite restaurant, Jimmy John's. We love Jimmy John's Again. now in this, in this relationship. Yes. Good. So, so when you say, so when you say, I, so you I, I'm looking, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Describe. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm I gotta I'm just saying that I gotta have a mouthful of Italian hoagie, you know, <laughs> with olive oil dressed all over it, and I'm with a full mouth. I'm like, give me butterfly, you know, <laughs> or uh, raw onion falling out of right. my mouth as I say that too. And uh, and, and I'm gonna lock in what I what I prefer to hear my, from you. Here. Right. My first response is what? Finish chewing first. <laughs> And, yeah. And then, yeah, I do a big gulp. Yeah, yeah I take I take a take a big swig of whatever 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 so of my big gulp. Yeah, I brought that in from a Seven Eleven. They're not happy about it. Um, but what are they going to do? We're their best customer. That's right. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and then I actually say it so you can hear it. And then I and then let's see. I'm going to lock in what I want to hear from you here. Yes. Based on again, we you know you want to the way you play this game is you kind of. You want to stay true to the character, so well, we I'm have, taking into account. We have know. secret character traits that Pete and I don't know about each other, and you also don't. That's know right. We haven't home, even so. shared them with you. Yeah, exactly. Listen, so but we maybe have to, as you listen, you'll kind of get a sense for. Yeah, we have to stay true to what our character is, or at least if we That's want right. to win the game, we have to. So, uh, right, because we'll get so, we'll be big old bonus points at the end if we stay true to that. All right, I, um, I know what I'm. I know what I'm okay. saying here to this. You, you're locking. You yes. got yours locked in. I see your token there. I'm putting my token out face down, and let's flip on three. Three, two, one. Okay. Mm -hmm. yes. So you went. Okay, you went I, B, and I went A. You went with. <laughs> that's nice of you to say so. Yes, so, so you I, are an unfeeling, insensitive. Well, robot. I mean, it's when you read it like that. I, what I said was, "That's nice of you to say so." Now maybe I said it. Maybe I said it more uh -huh. like. Well, but that's clearly nice. that's it nice results in a lack so. of sensitivity based on what the game tells you. So go ahead and put one of your tokens on the down arrow. I'm on, just on I'm just not that sensitive, I guess. You know, I'm putting one on the yeah. down. down well, but what about your character in Fog of Love? Just, <laughs> ah, ah, gotcha, burned, baby. Burn. Andrew, I of course I wanted to hear A, um, which is the sarcastic. Oh, that's the most wonderful thing anybody's ever said to me ever. You know what I mean? Which would have which results in me. Yeah. Um, Losing a little bit of sincerity. So, so you wanted I'm me to put to a token be... on the down arrow of 
Interesting. Sincere. So maybe you're not a sincere person. Interesting. You wanted me to be fake. I don't know. You wanted me to be fake about it. Interesting. Uh, so, wow. So you just want a surface level wow. fake relationship is what you want. And I'm just all. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, hey. And I'm just all like, yeah, that's cool. Um, so once again, we did now, not. We, we once again did not match, which means we yeah. don't get the bonus happiness points. So we have not. We have not increased we have our not happiness at any all. Any ha- 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 happiness in this relationship? Yeah, we've not raised our happiness at all so far. Uh, so this is our classic well, visit to Jimmy. We're, Jimmy John's has cursed this relationship. Every time we're here, we leave unhappy. You know what I mean? We always fight when right. we yeah, yeah. when we go to Jimmy John's. Andrew, will we um, get some happiness right. next time? You're gonna have to tune in next episode because we got to get back to La Havre, the inland port, right, Pete? That's right. Ooh, boy, Andrew, playing Fog of Love is always so much fun, but it always leaves me feeling famished. Yeah, I'm hungry for an Italian hoagie now. That's right, baby. And i that makes you a hungry host, Andrew. Oh, it's time for Hungry Hungry Hosts. Hungry Hungry Hosts. This is that time in the podcast when we make one move of our ongoing game of Hungry Hungry Hippos. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to smash oh, down yeah. on my hippo flipper, and that's it. Now we'll... tune, tune in next week for what I do. <laughs> and it just in the next week, and I'm going to slap down on my that, <laughs> It's just the same thing. That's honestly, if we had done uh, Crossfire. If we had done Crossfire. That's what it would have right, been if like. we ha- if, if, if I had ended the chess game when I could have <laughs> on the Crossfire episode, it would have been absolute audio torture to listen to that. <laughs> One week we would have been like, and I fire a ball at about 45 degrees angle. <laughs> And tune in next week to figure out what happens, you know. <laughs> anyway, no, this is Hungry Hungry Host. This is the segment where we imagine that we are starving on a desert island. What part of this game are you eating first, Andrew? Go ahead. What do you think? Uh-huh. Well, I was tempted to say, oh, I'm going to eat the fish or the wheat, you know, something like that. Because right. those are One of food those themed. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm going to be eating the francs, the, uh, the francs, the uh, coins, right, the money. Um, the reason, the reason I'm going to be eating them is because there are a lot of them and, um, they're little circles. So I thought maybe on this Island, hopefully I have a fire going here. Right. So maybe I could like fry them up over the fire. It might be like, kind of like eating potato chips. I could trick my brain into think that I'm eating some potato. I could, I could, I could boil off some seawater and get some salt, sprinkle some salt on those. And, uh, you know, it's just like I'm eating a bag of potato. Plus, I mean, huh. Money is no good on a desert island, so what do I need that money for? I'm just going to eat it. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Well, Andrew, uh, I'm going to go ahead and if if you're if we're doing a draft and you drafted coins and you think you're you think you're such hot stuff because Mm -hmm. you know you ended up with a lot of them. Yes. Uh, Then the second pick of the draft, I'm going to go with the restaurant, Andrew. That's right. I'm going (laughs) to eat an entire restaurant. Now, doesn't that sound like a great idea? I'm going to eat the building that is the restaurant in this building, Andrew. I figured I could do that one. Maybe, you know what? Maybe I'll get the zoo if it's a snake draft and it's coming back and I get Uh two picks in a row. I'm going to go restaurant and zoo because imagine that. I'm hallucinating. I'm going insane by this point. Uh, and, well, and imagine if you're hungry and you convince yourself that you're about to eat an entire restaurant or an yeah. entire zoo. Yeah. Phew. I mean, we, uh, 
We should have done that this whole segment like that. Do you want to do a real snake draft and I'll pick which which uh, building you want to eat first? So you go no, and restaurant. That's much all I wrote for this one. But. I think I'll, <laughs> I'll here's what I'll do. I'll eat the uh, I'll eat the clay factory because uh, I just love okay. eating dirt. No, I don't know. Um, I you just love I, eating dirt. Yeah, I don't have yeah, yeah. the list of buildings in front of me. I'll eat the I'll eat the I'll eat the uh, you know the wood factory because I am a beaver. Didn't we establish <laughs> in a in a previous episode that beavers actually do eat? Uh, no, that was a whole nother. <laughs> Never mind. I was, that was a podcast I was listening to. <laughs> I wasn't even one that I was. Anyway. I was like, wait, what game do we um, play about beavers? Okay. <laughs> Listen, folks, f- your official assignment is to find us a two player game where you play as beavers. I love it. Uh, and it has to be two player only. You know the rules. Don't come at me with New York Zoo and stuff like that. Yeah. All these different games. Be careful when you Everdell. Google that. Too. It's like, just Listen, be, just be careful. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, uh, I just like to picture that the rescuers, you know, come and they watch me talking to myself on the beach and I'm just like, okay, well, I'll save the zebras for last because the zebras have good (laughs) leg meat, but they're fun to look at in the meantime. You know what I mean? And they're just like, what's going on with this guy? Anyway. Oh, also, Andrew, one thing I thought of, just like you, I had the, had the initial thought where I was like, oh, maybe I'll eat the fish token. Then I'll just, uh, I'll pop one of those. I'll imagine I'm eating a whole fish. But then I had the thought... What if I use one of those small fish tokens uh-huh. to catch a bigger fish? That's actually then maybe not... the fish looks at it and goes, "Oh, a small fish," and they go to try to eat it. It's actually not a horrible bait. idea if you had a hook. Yeah, it's a could... pretty horrible idea. I, mean... I don't think it would attract the fish. At I all, mean, maybe, maybe. I, probably not. No, hmm? probably no, not. Probably. Fish are smarter than that. I well, guess. something else that might not happen, Andrew, is uh, there might not be extraterrestrials. extraterrestrials okay pete i don't go in for conspiracy theories where you think that aliens don't exist okay everyone knows that they do yeah it's a scientific fact it's it, it's 2021 andrew at this point we actually it there has there has been like official government documents that say that they do exist so uh i guess at this point the conspiracy theory well, would be actually the re, the I reverse mean, to, to technic- say that they don't <laughs> technically i mean mathematically aliens do exist somewhere i mean just the thing is have they visited Earth? I think that's the uh... okay, Mister Math. All yeah. of a sudden, and yet doesn't uh, like doesn't uh, like doesn't like a genius system of calculating. You <laughs> know what I mean? Making fun of Uwe Rosenberg's La Havre, the inland port for its grid uh, system. You know? No, I'm the I last on that so brain meme. On you know that, that that meme where the brain the brain keeps having like light shooting out of it. I'm the last one on there where I'm like, actually, aliens do exist. Yeah, galaxy, and, the galaxy brain. Yeah, meme. the one right yeah, before that one. is like. U- Uve made a made a chart that has a bunch of confusing numbers on it. You know that's. The... <laughs> yeah. Well, Andrew, this is of course the segment where we say that aliens land and they insist that we show them our Earth games. Are you showing them this one? Why or why not, Andrew? Uh, okay, I took a long time to think about this one, but I'm going to say yes. Yes, I will show them this game, um, wow. and there's one simple reason why. Okay. They, they will obviously have advanced technology if they traveled all the way across the galaxy to visit Earth, right? And so yeah. they will be looking to compare their technology with ours. It's just natural. So I think that the spinner in this game is a great example of some of our most advanced technology. 
Wow. Okay, right? I mean, wow. think about it. It Oh yeah. It shows that we're not back in the stone age just putting piles of tokens on the board, having a big old pile of tokens in front of you saying, "Look at all this wood I have." No, you have a spinner that shows <laughs> how much wood you have in this game. Okay? I think that will really impress them. They'll wow. be like They'll be like, "Wow, can I interface this with my spaceship because it would really improve the uh, Yeah. You know how I I love it. Yeah. I love it, Andrew. What you're essentially doing is making even more Uwe Rosenberg fans. These guys are going to look yeah. at this and be like, wow, take us to this leader. This right, guy is yeah. obviously your leader, whoever created this. Know what I mean? Obviously the king of the world, right? Uwe Rosenberg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> know what I mean? Maybe those aliens wrote that review where they were like, got the, got designers, <laughs> you know, got, have my, my copy has designer's signature or whatever. You know what I mean? Aliens like, worship right, Uwe, yes. Relax. That's that's you know on the next I mean? uh, um, that's on the next board game tabloid is uh, aliens worshiping Uve <laughs> on the cover. <laughs> yeah, it's just that same it's that same exact picture, black and white picture of the alien shaking a president's hand, and they've done like they've made it they photoshopped every president into it in the past like ten years or whatever. And, and Elvis, this one is just and Elvis now is the awesome. new one is and Elvis, and the new one is Uve. I love it. We should make that. Somebody make that out there. We'd love it. Uve um, shaking an alien's hand. Yes. Oh, somebody make that, please. Somebody make that. Um, but uh, I agree with that, Andrew, but I disagree that we should show it to aliens. I don't think we should show this to aliens, Andrew. Oh. Why? Oh. I just think I think it's going to be confusing for them. Like, I think they're not going to... I think this is not a... <laughs> I love this game, but it's not a very accurate representation of, you know, a life on Earth. You know what I mean? They're going to be like, what's with these warehouses? You know what I mean? There's lower tiers of what they can hold if you're on the right side of it and like you hit the wall and then you can't go any further and you got to go you know what i mean why not just build the roof at the same height you know what i mean like why right. not why not why not build a bigger warehouse to hold more See, why do you have to zigzag up and up and you know that's why i didn't know it was a warehouse because it wasn't a big rectangle it's like it's like all kinds of crazy heights on this warehouse that makes sense See, yeah i'm with yeah, the aliens on this it one. is it's all di it's all different heights and that's part of the genius of it man no it's a, a game designer made it one of the best <laughs> He wasn't just some idiot, know what I mean? Uh, Andrew, they'll also probably say, like, how come you can only use these buildings a certain number of times at a certain given time? You know what I mean? Like, shouldn't you? Shouldn't people just have access to them whenever they need them? You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and, like, also, why does one human own a building and all other humans have to pay them to use it and everything? And we're like, when then we get into, like, well, here's the thing about Earth. It, we're kind of in it for ourselves. And, you know what I mean? Like, uh, one person owns a bit, big old building and everyone else, like, has to go to work in it and... Right, uh, right. People pay to use it, and for some reason, a guy—the guy owning it—means that he's just super rich now. All of a sudden, everything, and the aliens are just like cocking their um, laser guns as the as we're speaking. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, it's another one of these capitalist rat holes or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, um, Andrew, that's yes. how I feel about aliens. <laughs> well, that's well, how we you should really get in. Yeah, that's how you feel about aliens. But how do you feel about this game, Pete? Should we talk a little bit more about uh, that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, two could play this game, Andrew, but should they? Two could play this game, but should they? Yes, that is the overall big box question of this episode and every episode that we have. How sure are you that two people should play this game? We're going to give it a rating from zero to 100%. Okay, zero being total okay. total uh, fish guts that you found uh, you know, laying on the dock and 100% being... Um, I don't know a restaurant and a zoo at your at your harbor. Okay, so um, yeah. what what 
What do you give it? Or should I go first? You go All first. All right. Andrew, it should not be any surprise uh, from the way I've been talking so far. I, I, I love this game, Andrew. I was really impressed by it. I honestly, Caverna Cave versus Cave, you know, I wasn't impressed by. I, I thought it was cool. I liked it. But overall, uh, you know, I was like, okay, you know, maybe not Uve's best or whatever. And this isn't Uve's best either. But this is definitely one where by the end I was like, oh, yeah, baby, I'll me like. I like this, you know what I mean? <laughs> the theme works, like I said, you know what I mean? You have a whole lot of wheat. You buy a bakery. It makes bread, you know what I mean? Uh, then if you got a whole lot of bread and fish, then you make a restaurant. And suddenly now you now that makes money? Well, of course, because you're selling your fish and your bread. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it's just, it's cool how the engine actually works, you know what I mean? It's not just totally abstract. It's it it's been It's been skinned very well, this game. Yeah. Even though the heart of it is just an abstract cue pusher. It's like he did a really good job of it. Uh, I think the warehouse board is genius. Um, and uh, like I said, it's a fun little game in and of itself to be moving your tokens all around that board and figuring out the best way to do it. Um, and then you add the system of buildings getting better the more time goes by. So you have to balance waiting to use it against how much you need it. And when your opponent might snipe it from you, that's genius. Uh, I, I do, I'm not fully, you know, free of concerns. I do have some concerns about replayability. It's always the same buildings every time you play. They always come out at the same time, et cetera, et cetera. So maybe you end up falling into a rut with the, um, the different strategies you do. But honestly, I could see myself taking a bunch of different paths every time I play just to try to figure out what the most, you know, what the most efficient way to play is. And, and you know, de depending on what your opponent does too. Like if they take different strategies, suddenly like the building that you would go for, it's not available, you know what I mean, et cetera, you know? So like, um, I just, I, there's a, I think there's a possibility where there might be a problem with replayability, but I just... Uh, I want to believe, you know, X-Files. Um, and I, I think it's, I, I don't think I would run into that problem that, that quickly. So 94%, which is just shy of Agricola, all creatures big and small for me. Wow. Because uh, I do love animals more than I love being a guy who owns buildings. But boy, <laughs> howdy, I do like this one, Andrew. What do you think? 94, that's a very high praise. Um, let me first start off by saying that I... Love that uh -oh. we I <laughs> I love that we finished all three. We had to do right. You know I'm a completist, right? So we had to yeah do all three of these. Um, Agricola, all creatures big and small, cave versus cave. I think cave versus cave was slightly my favorite. This is definitely my least favorite of the three. I'm sorry to say. Uh, mm. I'm, I'm giving this one a 67 percent. Uh, okay. On this, which uh, could be worse. Could be worse. Yes, but I think the other ones I had in this in the high 70s, so it's like 10 percent worse than the other two. Um, mm -hmm. like you, you kind of, you kind of took the words out of my mouth with the, the replayability I think is, is low on this one. Um, cause it's the same, it's the same buildings every time. And I don't know how many different strategies you could, like my strategy was, you know, with this was kind of like go with brick and wood. You were taking the wheat and the fish. And so that you kind of yeah. get into a lane. Like once I was, once I was on that lane, I was like, like I can't hop over to fish and, and wheat now. Like I'm, I'm a brick and well, wood. Well, but you tried one time you like. You got a you got a fish factory and you started to I create did. some fish and then you were gonna get some um, end of game scoring on how many fish you have but I sniped the yeah. fish from you at the end you know what I mean so. yeah and that and that that was more just like all right now I just need to collect a bunch of fish um, but I was using the brick and or the the clay and the wood to really 
do all my transactions. I was I was getting it, and, yeah. and I was buying all those buildings that had that. But anyway, yeah. Um, I, I just I could see this almost where if you played this a bunch of times, it, the opening round or two could almost be automatic. You'd be like, well, I know that I always have to take this one first, and then they're like, oh, well, they took that one first, so the next best building is to take this one. It's kind of like a chess, yeah, almost point. like a chess opening, you know, or something like that, where mm-hmm, it's like you mm-hmm. know, just kind of automatic, right? But um. More so than that, because we we only you know we didn't play it that much. So I would say more so than that for me is that um, it's just very long. It's much longer than the other ones. There's a lot of rounds, and each round has a lot of turns yeah. in it. And like one of the reviewers said, there is some analysis paralysis in this, so it could take a long time. I mean, it was like two hours for our, our first game of this, I think. And so that's just longer than the other ones. <clears throat> um, yeah, the periodic table was really cool. I thought. The warehouse periodic table I'm referring to, a uh, little confusing to get mm-hmm. used to. I thought I because there was there was one rule thing where we were like, oh, you can't go down and to the right when you're paying or something like that, or it was it was down to the left when you're paying. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a good reason for that, but now the one thing that I did really like was the wheel and the increasing value where it feels like you know, like I said, the conveyor belt with I Love Lucy. I I loved that because it just it just um, keeps you kind of motivated to use all your buildings and it kind of drives you in a certain direction. It's almost like, uh, I guess another analogy is like playing Dr. Mario. You ever play that game where the, the pills keep going oh, faster yeah. and faster and faster? I guess it's like Tetris, same thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so um, I love that part. So uh, ultimately, I think this game is fine, uh, but there's a, just a lot of other games that I'd rather play. Uh, I don't know. It's just like, okay. I'm just like, meh, uh, I'd, I'd rather play a lot of other things. So hmm. it was just, well, I think it was just. Well, too bad. I think you better like length. it so much, and you're gonna have to play it. I think it was the, it was the length for me. It was just like so, uh, yeah. like I, I, I don't know. These days, I like two player games to be a little bit shorter. Back in the day, I would sit down and play for hours and hours, but now nowadays, mm-hmm. I need I need a shorter game. But that's just okay. Me. Well, as soon as your kid is 18 and <laughs> off to college or whatever, we'll get back to this one, Andrew. Okay. Uh, sure. And let's well, go ahead be and get old back and to. I, I won't have the energy anymore. <laughs> but go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the final, the the final, you know, thirty years of your life spent playing one game of uh, La Havre the Import. <laughs> Andrew, speaking of getting back to something, let's get back to our leaderboard and see where this game falls on the leaderboard. Leaderboard. Okay, it is time to look at the official leaderboard. We're going to take our two scores of this game. Now, Pete, you gave it a ninety-four. Percent and That's I right. I give it a sixty seven percent. It's a pretty pretty big difference there. Yeah, We're gonna objectively average... wrong. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. No. We're gonna average those two out, and that's gonna give us a final score of eighty. 0.5% sure that two people should play the Ooh, game. Ooh, 80.5, which means that it has tied in score what? with Shores of Tripoli, Andrew. However, as we know, the tiebreaker is that if one of us is the more passionate, you know, the most passionate number is is the tiebreaker so out of the four scores in you, seven years the two of our scores for tripoli the two of our scores for caverna uh la havre the inland port whoops um la havre cave versus the, cave uh, creatures <laughs> the highest number the most passionate one one of us got was me for this one which yeah. means this is going to top the shores of tripoli to get it into the top 20 this is number 20 currently on our list mm-hmm. that is 45 games long andrew wow this list is getting long now so number 20 shores of tripoli drops to number 21 um and right. look at r- right above la havre inland port is caverna cave versus cave at 19 yeah with an 81 and a half 
I see that. So La Havre, look at this. Honestly, Andrew, it almost looks like a Pokemon uh, fusion. Does that happen in Pokemon? Who knows, Andrew? Uh, not Maybe in my this Pokemon is a Digimon thing. Yeah, good point. Uh, but like on one end of La Havre, you've got Caverna Cave versus Cave, a classic uve big box adaptation on the other side you've got shores of tripoli boats in the true. sea yeah true come smash them together and what do you have the baby in the middle la Havre, the inland port there oh, you man. go and for context because we talked about it a lot this episode agricola all creatures big and small landed way up at 86 and a half percent and that's at number right it's at sitting at number 10 on the list right so, now. that's yeah. right that was more favorited, I guess. Yeah, I guess it was just. Hey, well, there's nothing like animeeples for yeah, to, yeah. you know. So you you love that one just as much as this one, and I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then you kind of tanked down Cave versus Cave. I was still fine with it, and then I tanked. Yeah. I tanked down this one more. So. And then you really tanked this one. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how it stands, baby. All and right, I'm sticking to it. Well, Andrew. Leaving you with one question. Oh, yeah. Are we cool? Are we cool? Okay, all right. So here we're now. We're going to get right down to the real big box question. After playing this game, are we still cool? How many points did our friendship go up or down? You know out there, listeners, you know that uh, you have friendship points that you keep track of with your one friend. So uh, are, oh, we, yeah. are we still cool after playing this game? Um... Pete, what do you think? I'm going to say no change. Doesn't go up, doesn't go down, Andrew, because this is strictly business. You know what I mean? (laughs) Once once we flip that sign to close, then we can go have a a pint at the pub. I see, I see, I see. Uh, I actually said plus one on the Are We Cool for this one. Oh, hello. And the only reason I said that was because you liked it so much. And uh, I enjoyed that you liked it, even though I wasn't a fan oh, of it. Oh, we're doing our own Fog of Love. This was a both choose, and right. it didn't match. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is like Fog of Love. It didn't match, so our happiness oh. is not going to go up, but that's all right. So our uh, happiness is not. Well, sorry about that, Andrew. But I thought that the the uh, using each other's buildings thing, it didn't – I mean, I did – I think it was one specific time I got mad because it was like a fish factory or something. I was trying to get a lot of fish. But um, mm-hmm. it didn't annoy me that much because, uh, you know, unlike talking of French games like Paris last week, that one really got on me because you couldn't pivot at all. And this one, you mm. this one you definitely could pivot. You have plenty of other buildings yeah. you can choose from. And right. I also like that when you use one of my buildings, at least I got paid for it. So I got some, I got some money for that's that. That's true. You know, so there's like a little bit. Yeah, of, that's uh, true. And it didn't fully disappear. You could it could start like recharging. Oh, you could just use it again next so. round. You know, if you could just use it next yeah. round, it wouldn't be as powerful, maybe, true. but you could still use it. Yeah. So true, it's it's true, not true. as big of a hit if somebody messes with your game. It's just like ah, you know, a little a little yeah. bit annoying. So yeah, plus one. Yeah, because you liked it. Well, speaking of hits, Andrew, we'd love to see more hits on our website. You know what I mean? <laughs> And that is a Tumblr, because it's not like we have uh, that much money, you know what I mean? Some of you guys are sending us money, and uh, but most of you aren't. Ha, 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 you know what I mean, Andrew? Um, how about that for a guilt, for a guilt trip? Andrew, uh, our Tumblr is twocanplaythatgamepodcast.tumblr.com, and on there you can see things like our chess break game from of yore. You can see our fog of love game of current <laughs> i don't know how you'd say <laughs> i don't know what the old english word for right now is um and you can see things like our uh copy of the leaderboard to keep track of that you know 
you can give it send us an email to can play that game podcast at gmail.com let us know you know what your favorite um flower is you know whatever you're thinking you know what i mean what your favorite what your favorite thing to do at the at the docks is at the port you know um you can let andrew know that le havre actually also means uh the harbor in french uh you know you can go on twitter and let him know too because he kind of handles our twitter so if you want to hit him up there you can tag <laughs> us at to play that pod let him know and instagram that's kind of i kind of do a little bit of that myself that's at two can play that game podcast send me a nice little letter uh of support on instagram there let, right. let me know that andrew's wrong that's nice. And if you didn't get all of that, Pete, I want to plug something real quick. Uh, this is something brand new, but actually it's really old because now this is, uh, you know, we're in the past. But um, we now have something. Yeah. We have something called a link tree. Link tree, uh, which has all of those Decorating links. Decorating our link tree for Linkmas. <laughs> for Linkmas. Oh, I wish. Uh, it's <laughs> it's a it's a website where it has all the links. All these links that we're talking about, it has our Patreon, it has our Twitter, wow. Instagram, it has, uh, you can look at our leaderboard, it has a direct link right to our leaderboard on there, and all that kind of stuff. Hmm. So, And uh, if you want to find our link tree, just uh, check out our social medias, it's right up there, but uh, it, it's pretty cool. It's yeah, we of- link to it on our... Instagram and our Twitter and everything like that. And then you can and then you can go to the link tree and then you can click on the link for Twitter and Instagram and go back to it and then just keep going in a, <laughs> yeah. in a circle. It's really fun. Yeah, to you do. can click on our link to our link tree to then click on the links to go back to the links to the link tree to you know what I mean it's kind of an Ouroboros, <laughs> you know what I mean, snake eating its tail. Well, Andrew, I think that these folks should tune in next time. How about you? Yeah, oh, I agree. They definitely should tune in next time. Well, ooh, I shouldn't say definitely, right? There's no absolutes here because uh, no, what no, if they no. get a, What if they get another another friend, right? Uh, if you get another friend, you can't tune in here. You're going to want to tune into a different podcast. It's called Ultimate Frizz 3. Ooh, yeah, Andrew. That's a good suggestion because that's the podcast where they talk about three-player board games while also chucking a disc down a full football field, Andrew. Yes, it's yeah, it's pretty impressive. Uh, they get a little bit out of breath yeah. during the during the podcast, but um, you know. Oh yeah, it's it seems fun. I'd like to play that. But game. you know, during timeouts or whatever, you know, what I mean, they can really get into it. They That's can true. really get into the meat of the game or whatever. That's true. Yeah, Ultimate Frisbee is cool, but. Um, yeah, I'm kind of. I don't. I'm kind of too old to do it now. Yeah, but. and also not enough friends to play it. So. Yeah, yeah, just me and you playing ultimate frisbee. It's like who do you even throw to at that yeah, point? It's, you know what I mean? Not as ultimate as it could be. Yeah, we we actually because it's just me and you, we actually only have access to regular frisbee. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which is fun. Although, well, we do. We have invented some some pretty. Uh, fun versions of frisbee in the past so just saying yeah might have to i bet we'll i bet we'll talk about that maybe sometime. we may have already talked about it on patreon i'm not sure if we have or not but we may have already talked about it uh you could find out you know if you join our patreon you can find it You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean?